0: What is up team, welcome back to the show. Today, I am here with a quick hit or solo episode where we are answering the question, how much does food quality impact your fat loss? So really, you've probably heard of the concept of calories in, calories out. Um, Essentially, if we are eating fewer calories than we burn, we will lose body fat. Now, within that, you've also probably heard examples of like the Twinkie diet experiment where a professor from Kansas State University for ten weeks ate a diet of exclusively things like Twinkies, Doritos, protein shakes, and I also believe he ate a can of green beans and over the course of ten weeks believe I believe lost twenty seven pounds. So we have do have a good amount of proof that hey as long as we control for overall calories, we definitely can still lose body fat and potentially even get healthier. Um which has really caused so really once like um this kind of what we call if it fits your macros approach where we are just working whatever foods in our macros and hey if we in if we hit our macros at the end of the day we're still good we'll still get leaner um this really started to come on strong about 10 years ago because prior to this everyone especially like in the bodybuilding space was so into the meal plan side of things which many people saw as overly restrictive and just not sustainable so the spe- the pendulum has kind of swung very, very hard in the other direction, where almost now, it's like if you, <laughs> you'll hear what a lot of people say, and I definitely don't think it's this black and white, but you hear a lot of people say like, hey, if you get meal plans, you're a terrible coach, which again, I definitely don't think it's nearly that black and white. But the pendulum has swung pretty hard in the other direction. Now, there's nothing wrong with playing the if it fits your macros game from time to time. So again, getting much more flexible with your diet. But it's important to know that there are negative repercussions to constantly eating a diet low on micronutrients and whole foods. So basically this typical what we think of as if it fits your macros approach of a diet that really has like very minimal fruits or veggies and is essentially made up of things like protein shakes, pop tarts and protein bars. So really the thing to understand here is for the best fat loss and for the best results, there's an important balance that needs to be struck between quality and quantity. So let's dig into the four ways that food quality impacts your ability to lose body fat. Because the reality is, like even, even health aside, which health is of course a very big component of this, but if your food quality isn't where it needs to be, That can be one of the reasons you're not losing body fat as quickly as you would expect, despite the fact that you're consistently hitting your macros and you're consistently hitting your calorie targets on paper. So let's get into this. So point number one here is food quality and the thermic effect of food. So your food choices will actually impact how many calories you burn in a day, thanks to something called the thermic effect of food. So as a whole, we know protein on average is going to burn about 20 to 30% of the calories we consume. During the digestive process, carbs about five to 15% and fats about zero to 5%. Now further, whole unprocessed foods tend to actually burn more calories will be digested, while processed foods tend to burn fewer. So in a 2010 study, the thermic effect of food was compared between two meals, one whole foods meal and one processed foods meal. Now the processed foods meal burned 10.7 of the total calories in digestion, Whereas the whole foods meal burned 19.9% of calories in digestion. And if you think about this, this is pretty simple. Basically, the more processed food is for you already, the less your body has to quote unquote process it in the digestive process. So the less energy it takes. So like another common example of this is like if we were to look at the same calories of peanut butter. Versus peanuts that weren't already ground down into peanut butter, your body has to work harder to break those nuts down. Now, none of this is to say that, or this isn't to say that this will make or break your fat loss or that you should avoid processed foods, but focusing on mostly whole foods can equate to burning more calories through the thermic effect of food over time and making and make getting slash staying lean easier. All right, so point number two is food quality and tracking accuracy. So anything in a package has an allowance of up to 20% inaccuracy in the nutrition label. That means if each thing you eat is underestimated by 20% a day. So again, for example, let's say that um, the actual cal- caloric content of, let's say, a protein bar that you're eating, or let's say a bag of chips that you're eating, for example, let's say that the actual calorie content of that is is eighty or is 100 calories they're allowed to round that all the way down to 80 calories. Now that means if each thing you eat is underestimated by 20%, a day you thought was 2000 calories could actually be 2400 calories, which is a pretty considerable amount. Now, again, this isn't to say you shouldn't eat anything out of a package. Really, that's not realistic or sustainable for most people. But if you're in the quote unquote grindy part of a fat loss phase and things aren't moving as quickly as you'd expect, by seeing more whole foods, Could be a good idea. So, again, I wanna make sure that part is clear because, like, I will consistently eat a good amount of foods out of a package most of the time. I really think, and now, again, like, and we can get whole foods in a package as well. So, there is a lot of, there are a lot of, like, different hairs we could split here. But again, the more we get into, like, hey, most of my foods are coming out of a package, for example, there is a little bit higher likelihood that we could be underestimating the actual calorie intake within that. So, when we're looking at this, again, I don't want you to take this as me saying you shouldn't eat foods out of a package, but rather, especially when we're on the point where like, okay, I'm in a fat loss phase. I am getting closer to the end of my fat loss phase. Things are moving slower than I would expect. It looks like I'm nailing all my macros on paper. I'm frustrated. I want to know what I can do to move things a little quicker. That's the scenario often we encourage clients like, hey, let's push this more towards whole foods. Let's push this more towards foods that have. Like a single ingredient now of course like all our foods are going to be made up of a vast assortment of chemicals and things of that nature but rather like we can look at okay this is a banana that's the ingredient and we don't have to break that further down into the components of a banana but this is a banana that's like the single ingredient this is a chicken breast this is a steak whatever it may be right like this is going to increase our ability to measure these foods accurately and see a bit quicker results when we're in a fat loss phase all right so Point number three here is food quality and hunger. So the most obvious downside to a diet composed mostly of highly processed foods is you'll be hungrier than necessary, especially when dieting. So focusing on nutrient dense whole foods allows you to get much more food volume per calorie, which basically equates to how like the literal volume or size of the food in your stomach, which is important because part of us feeling fuller satiated Is our body actually activating what we call stress receptors in our stomach? So basically, when your stomach is slightly stretched out because we have adequate food volume, that will send more of a satiety signal to your brain, right? So if we look at like, if you could just imagine, let's say 50 calories worth of spinach, which would be, oh man, I think that would actually be, that would be somewhere close to like 50 to 100 cups of spinach, I believe, I be, if I'm correct, I believe two cups of spinach is five calories um, versus like 50 calories of olive oil, right? Think of the difference in food volume between the two. 50 calories of olive oil is like a half a tablespoon. 50 calories worth of spinach is like, I, my math might have actually been wrong there. Okay, 20 cups, not 50 to 100. Math was way off there. Um, somewhere between 10 to 20 cups of spinach versus a half a tablespoon of olive oil. And those calories are the same, right? Like we're going to get so much more satiety out of that. So again, this isn't to say that food volume is the only thing you should focus on. There's nothing wrong with olive oil, but we will be more satiated. We will be more full if we do focus on food volume. And on a very similar note, we will also get a good amount of fiber when we're focusing on more nutrient-dense whole foods. So this will also help keep us full longer. And then the final point here is food quality, health, and body composition. So your body's micronutrient status is based on your food choices and plays a large part in hormone production, which has a downstream effect on blood markers and body composition. So basically our micronutrient status is where our body is sitting as far as the important micronutrients, the important minerals, things of that nature that it needs for health, for hormone production, etc. So for example, if you aren't getting enough zinc, iodine, or selenium, you may have impaired thyroid hormone output. And this could lead to a lower metabolic rate than expected and a more challenging time losing or maintaining body fat. And this is really, I think one of the most overlooked aspects of like how important food quality is, because, um, especially when we're playing, like if it fits your macros game, I will say like, it seems that a lot of people like in their early twenties can kind of play this game where it's like, Hey, I'm literally just eating pop tarts, protein shakes, Maybe I'll throw in a piece of fruit here or there on occasion, um, but I'm really not focusing on the micronutrient density of my foods. But over time, if we play that game um, and we don't ever focus on our food quality, we'll be in this place where our body doesn't have the micronutrients that it needs to support things like your thyroid. So thus your thyroid is downregulated. And over time, then that can lead to in the future, a much harder time losing body fat. So once again, we need to not just look at macronutrients but also consider micronutrients to create the best body composition and health outcomes. Now, again, none of this is to say that you need to avoid highly processed foods or that it'll stop you from losing body fat. Again, that's simply not realistic, enjoyable, or sustainable for most of us. So I please don't take this as me saying, hey, for the rest of your life, you just need to eat chicken, broccoli, steak, sweet potatoes, yada yada yada. And you can never like work in some pizza or things of that nature. I don't think that's a life that I would want to live, um, <laughs> so I can't hold it against you for not wanting to do the same. But for the best health and body composition outcomes, we always encourage our clients to make nutrient-dense whole foods the majority of your diet. So for example, 80 to 90% of your intake should typically be foods that grew from the earth and or lived on the earth. And then from there, with that other 10 to 20%, we can get more flexible with our food selection. And maybe if we're deeper in a fat loss phase and we're pushing for the quickest possible results, we're skewing that closer to 90 to 95% whole foods, 5 to 10% flexible. But again, there's always a time and place for some flexibility. We just need to be smart about how we approach it and use moderation. And that is all I have for y'all for today. As always, thank you for tuning in.